Hi there. Welcome to the first ever edition of the Stay Frosty Park Run podcast. This is my first attempt at a podcast, so please bear with me if there are any audio issues. I am recording this on my phone. Very high tech, I know. And I'm here to talk to everyone about Park Run, a real passion of mine. My name is Emu. I'm going to be your host for the next 20 minutes or so. I'm not a dedicated sports person and I've never done a marathon before, but I really enjoy jogging just casually to keep fit and attending a park run every weekend that I'm able to. I've done a total of 26 park runs now and at seven different locations and I've volunteered five different times. I'm here because I'm a massive fan of park run and everything it stands for. This podcast is aimed at anyone who has never run a park run before but wants to know more anyone just starting out with parkrun, and those who have been running for years and love it as much as I do. I should say here that I'm not affiliated with parkrun or any of its products. All thoughts and opinions are my own, so please don't attribute them to anything that anyone in parkrun may have said. And I'm not here to sell anything, I'm just here to expand on a massive source of joy in my life and try and encourage other people to give parkrun a go by answering any questions you might have and sharing stories that other people might have, stories that I have about parkrun. For anyone wanting to get in touch, please feel free to email me at stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. That's stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. Any questions, stories, comments or tips you might have for improving your parkrun time would be most welcome. For anyone new to parkrun and wanting to find out more, I'm going to go over some of the basics broken down into three sections. The before you take part, the at the event and the after event. So... Before your first park run. Most importantly, park run is free. It's free to join, free to run, free results for every event that you complete. It's run by volunteers each week so that it can remain free forever across the world. Your first port of call should be the park run website. There is one for each country, but the British one is www.parkrun.org.uk. Here you'll find the details about how to join the park run family and a map showing all the events in the UK so that you can find the closest one to you or the one that you think you would like to try. At the bottom of the main page, there are three buttons which enable you to sign up to Parkrun, find out more about the Parkrun sponsors and how to start your own Parkrun, and when you sign up, you'll be sent a personalised barcode. In order to get a recorded time at any Parkrun in the world, you need to print off your barcode and bring it with you to the run. You don't need a different barcode for different park runs, you only need to do this once. As long as that bit of paper survives, you can take it wherever you go. You cannot use an electronic version of the barcode on your phone. A lot of people make this mistake. You can't scan that with the scanners that we have at the park runs, so you need to take a printed copy of your barcode. You can, however, laminate your barcode if you don't want it to get soggy and damaged or wrap it in a sandwich bag. No one likes a soggy barcode at the end. Won't be read well, doesn't look good. If you can't print your barcode before you get to run your first event, don't panic. You can still turn up, you can still run. The only difference is at the end, you'll be given your finishing token, but you won't have a personal barcode. So simply tell the barcode scanners that you don't have a personal barcode. They'll take the finishing token from you. Make a note of the number on the finishing token. So let's say it says 63. That means that you finished in 63rd place. When you come to look at the results after they've been published, have a look at place 63. You won't have any details on that, 
but if you finish just behind someone or just in front of someone, you'll know that your time is roughly the same as theirs or a second before or a second after. From the national parkrun page showing all the events in the UK, if you click on the closest parkrun to you on their map, you'll be redirected to a page with lots of details about that particular parkrun. This includes details about the course, a volunteer page, the latest results, as well as results for the previous events that have run. League tables and other statistics are also there for you to peruse at your leisure, if this is something you like to look at. There are also links to other nearby park runs that you might want to try. So to summarise, uh, the steps to enable you to take part in any park run in the world. Go online, go to the website www.parkrun.org.uk, register for free, get your barcode sent to your email or online, print off your barcode, and take one of the paper barcodes with you to the event that you want to run at. When you attend your first event, all events are kept the same format. So if you turn up to an event nearby or if you turn up to an event abroad, they're all going to have a very similar format so that you don't turn up thinking, what on earth am I going to do here? In the UK, they all start at 9am and some of the ones abroad, they start at 9.30. Just check their personal page before you turn up so that you know what time you're going to be starting. If you're a bit nervous, I recommend going there a little bit early. The volunteers will definitely all be there by 8.30 as they have to set up the run, place out any cones, etc. Talk to some of them. They're the guys in the yellow vest. They're always very friendly. Or if you want, if there's some other runners around, feel free to have a chat with anyone who looks friendly at all. Personally, I always try to arrive by about 8.45 because at 8.50, or between 8.50 and 8.55, they have uh, the parkrun briefing where they talk about the course and any hazards that there may be, especially if it's adverse weather conditions. Some of the large parkruns also have a briefing for new runners, so that's quite important if you're new to parkrun altogether. And then you simply walk, run, skip or hop around the five kilometres. Usually the park runs start at 9am. If you have a slightly chatty park run director, maybe they'll start a little bit after that, maybe 9.07, something like that. You'll see where the start line is. It's always very obvious. Everyone always crowds up to the start line when they're ready to go. Usually the park run director will call something out like 3, 2, 1, go, and off you run. No one will judge you if you walk the entire thing. If you want to sprint, if you want to do a combination of the two, walk and run. If you want to skip, I mean, you might get a few quirked eyebrows, but certainly welcome to go around in any way you see, you see fit. When you get to the finish, there will be cones placed out and a, usually a strip of tape of some description, and that is the finishing funnel. What you want to do is run through the finishing funnel between the two timekeepers holding stopwatches, collect your finishing token, which will have a barcode and a number on it. That number is the order in which you have finished. So it could be, depending on your run, it could be anything from 0 to 500 to maybe even 1,000 at some of the park runs. You take your barcode to the barcode scanners. This is normally at the end of the finishing funnel, but I do know some runs where the scanning point is actually quite far away, but you will be told where to go. If you're not told, simply ask anyone. They will be happy to help you with that. You give them your personal barcode first, and then you hand them the barcode for which you were given at the finishing funnel and they will scan both of these return your personal barcode to you they will keep the finishing park run barcode and then this will link you to the time that you got at the point where you pass the guys with the stopwatches when they upload the times you'll see it all makes sense if you want after you've finished feel free to hang around talk to other people 
compliment people on their finishes if they had a very good finish. Some people come in looking like they're going to die. Some people come in at a galloping speed that always surprises me. I'm normally one of the people dying. Feel free to stand there, cheer everyone, clap people as they come over the finish line. Thank the volunteers and off you head. If, you've got, if you're a bit pushed for time, just say a quick thank you and, and head off as well. No one's going to think any the less of you if you hang around or if you don't hang around. If you don't want to do a 5k the first time you turn up or you're a bit nervous about running, you can volunteer for any of the park runs that you're looking at online. Simply go onto their personal page for your local one or whichever one you want to go to and they'll have a whole section on how you can put yourself forward for volunteering. So after your first event. This is the part where you have to be a little bit patient. What happens is the marshals and everyone will collect and the volunteers will collect all the timepieces and all the equipment they'll take it away and they will upload the times onto the internet normally this is a fairly straightforward process they simply have to slot a usb into a computer and it's all hunky-dory however sometimes they have to input the times manually this is if someone some recording error of one of the times or if something goes wrong and they have to type the times in manually this can take a little bit longer normally your times will be published between 11 and let's say 1 p.m something like that i've had them as late as very like sort of midnight that evening or and i've had them as early as 10 30 so it does vary from park run to park run and like i say depending on how the recording went on that particular day when they when they upload the times everyone will be sent an email this will be on the email that you used when you registered it will say your results are in it will show you your personal time on the email and it will give you a few statistics about where you finished and it will also provide a link so that you can see where everyone else finished around you. If you click this link it will take you back to the web page and give you the latest results. If you are a first timer at a park run, uh, when, you follow your, when you find your result on the page and follow it across to the right, it will say first timer. It won't say PB, although that technically is your personal best because that's the fastest time you've ever run because you've never run there before. When you run your second one, if you go quicker on the second one, it will say new PB. If you're slower on the second one, it will say PB remains at and it will quote your first time on that one. Every event will yield its own set of results and its own PBs. Because every course is five kilometres, but every course has a different amount of hills and gradients and different surfaces that are run on, Every event will have a different time, so the quickest person in the world will run a different time at every single event. Because of this, the PBs will be associated with that event. You will have an overall quickest time, which you can see on your own results page. You can go as often as you like to park run. So you can turn up once and try it. If you don't like it, you can never do it again. You can go twice a year. You can go three times a year. You can turn up on your birthday. You can just go for the special events if you want. Or, like myself, you can try and go every week that you're physically able to do so. On the weeks that I'm not able to run, I tend to volunteer. There are t-shirt incentives, so the more times you run, the closer you get to your next t-shirt. It's when you get to your 50th park run, when you get to your 100th park run, and when you get to your 250th park run, and when you get to your 500th park run, you will have the option of ordering a free t-shirt. I believe you have to pay for the postage on that. But to be honest, I think that's well worth it. You will also get a 25 volunteer park run, a beautiful purple t-shirt, when you volunteer 25 times. 
I think that's covered all the basics, but if there's anything, any questions or anything you think that I've missed or forgotten, please feel free to drop me an email, stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com, and I'll give you a mention next week, and I'll certainly try to answer any questions that anyone might have. So, how did I get into parkrunning? So at university, towards the end of my course, in my third year actually, um, I was already jogging in the mornings just to keep fit and healthy. And a friend of mine, Kat, thank you Kat, actually mentioned that I should try pool park run that she had run a couple of times already. I turned up, I gave it a go, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was told obviously it was run by volunteers, so in my head I had this sort of uh, half image of a a, uh, maybe not very well run, maybe not very well organised event but I couldn't have been more wrong. Everything was, I mean, the pool park runs a fairly large one. It's between three and 400 people, but everyone was just so friendly and welcoming and everyone was so, all the volunteers were so very professional. It just really got me hooked. So um, at one particular event, they actually had some uh, park run paces, which is uh, when someone runs a specific time. So for example, uh, 28, 29, 30 minutes, 31 minutes. And uh, you follow this pacer if you're aiming to break. For example, I was aiming to break 30 minutes. So I followed the 30 minute pacer and then overtook her when we were getting near the finish. And that was how I actually first broke 30 minutes. That was a very good memory for me. After I graduated, uh, my parkrun sort of career lapsed a little bit. I moved up to London for work, sort of got settled, was plagued a little bit by injury. So I wasn't really running. There wasn't a parkrun very local to me, but I didn't make the effort to go out and find one either. And um, then we moved, I and my husband then moved down to Croydon, where we started park running again. I say we, because I managed to rope him in two weeks after I started. The first one I tried was a Lloyd Park Run in Croydon, which is a, a, I have to say, a spectacular park run in a nice uh, playing field with an enormous hill at the back. But I'll be honest, I didn't read the course page before I went out there. I wasn't expecting it to be a trail run, which it was. I maybe didn't have the most appropriate shoes. And I mean, going up the hill, well, we have to do that. We had to do that twice because it was a two-lapper. That nearly killed me, but that was okay. I, w- I was all right with that. It was actually coming down the hill that really, really scared me because it was uh, February time. It was muddy. It was cold. It was wet. And I thought maybe a sledge would have been more appropriate in that particular instance. Um, so after that, I decided I would try the other one that were about equidistance from Lloyd and from South Norwood. So I decided to try the South Norwood Park Run. That was much flatter, much more my cup of tea. A lot of those paths were paved. There's only one small hill, nicknamed uh, Heartbreak Hill. At the end of the first lap and the second lap, you do two laps in that one. And that's the only hill in that one. So I decided that this was the park run for me. The week after that, I invited my husband to join me, and to my absolute delight, he decided he would. He was going to try and get a little bit fitter. He's never run before in his life. He turned up, he did the whole 5k. He walked a fair portion of it the first few times, but he really enjoyed it, and he's been hooked and absolutely sucked in ever since. The thing that really keeps him going, he loves beating his time. He loves getting those new PBs. When he was starting, he was I think the first run he did was 37 minutes something, and then he dropped to 40 minutes something. And then he's progressively increased since then. He's now aiming to break 30 minutes at South Norwood. He's done it at Dulwich, which was a much faster run because it's very flat. But he hasn't yet done it at South Norwood. We both run every week. And if we're away or we're travelling somewhere, then we try to find out if there's a park run nearby so that we can run there as well. So this week we were both at South Norwood. Uh, I volunteered this week because I've had a bit of a tweaky knee lately and I decided to give it a week's rest, make sure that I'm fit and healthy for next week when I'll be running at Oxford. 
Jay, however, he ran, my husband ran this one and he was aiming to run the whole thing. He did, he went out at a very good pace for him, but unfortunately he still felt the need to walk certain portions of the run. One interesting anecdote uh, this week, uh, there was one guy, because I was volunteering, you get to see a lot of the runners going past, and there was one guy who actually started about 10 minutes late. He was a roughly 20 minute runner, so he actually finished at about the same time as my husband. My husband ran this week at about 31.29 I believe, and this guy starting 10 minutes late also ran 31, I think in the end 27 or something. I think he just pipped, pipped him to the post as it were on the finishing straight. They had a bit of a battle on the sprint finish. We've got a nice straight finish on uh, Norwood, so you can see the uh, finishing funnel as it comes up. There was also another guy on another occasion at South Norwood who, after finishing, he uh, admitted to me, said I was going a good pace, so he used me as a toe. I found that quite flattering. I think I, I've done the same to other people quite often. Um, main thing is that uh, most people who are being used as a toe or being used as a, a pacer, if you will, uh, don't actually know that they are. And I, On this particular occasion, I shook this guy's hand because he followed me for an entire lap and then overtook me on the finishing straight, and I had absolutely no energy left. I, I'd given my all on that particular run, so he just overtook me and finished. So I shook his hand and said, well done, mate. That was an impressive finish. South Norwood Park Run, as I've mentioned, is our home park run. That's the one we've both done the most now. Uh, the start and finish are actually separated by about 400 metres. Uh, you run two laps of the course, and then you do an additional 400 metres to make it up to the five kilometres that every park run is. Uh, if you're going in the winter, it can be a little muddy at the end of the... So the finishing straight is a long straight gravel path and you turn right at the bottom of that and that portion can get a little muddy in the winter. Because we started in February, there was one occasion where we felt like when we'd by the time we'd finished, we had mud pretty much up to our knees. And because we always, uh, after a park run, we always treat ourselves to a bit of a fry up in Croydon. We walked into Croydon and um, I must apologise to this particular cafe because we must have trailed mud in on a couple of occasions absolutely covered in mud after doing our park run and both being lovely and park run fresh for our breakfast. Right, I feel like I've covered a decent amount of information for you to absorb for a first podcast, so I'll finish with my final thought about park run in general. The reason, or one of the many reasons, that I love it so much is I feel like you're not tied. It's not a club membership, it's not an annual subscription, there's no sort of cost because it's free. Well, you don't feel guilty if you don't turn up one week. You don't feel guilty if you don't go for six months. It's just something that's completely free and easy. You go as much or as little as you want to. You give as much or as little as you want to. Uh, if you volunteer, it feels great. I have to confess, as a volunteer, you can't beat the feeling of watching everyone come in and clapping everyone come through the finish line. But if that's not your cup of tea, you don't have to volunteer. You can turn up as much as you want, run every single run, never volunteer in your life, or you can run once a year on your birthday, or you can do anything you want and no one will judge. This is just a beautiful way to get into running or to get into, if you want to do fast walking, fast walking of your park run course. It's just a very good way to keep fit and healthy and socialise with other people in the area. All right, I've whittered on for long enough now so what I'll do is I'll see you next week and next week I will be running in Oxford one of their park runs and I'm going to talk in a little more detail about the different volunteering roles you can do in park run. Please send your comments in via email to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com. Stay Frosty Park Run fans, I hope you all have a great week. Yeah.